Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello everybody and welcome to Mediumship Matters Episode 3 with me, Hannah McIntyre. Thank you so much for joining me and I just want to start today by giving a little shout out to all of you that have sent me such lovely messages about this and uh, such lovely words of encouragement. Um, I didn't know whether anyone would be interested in me wittering away for half an hour with my thoughts on the spirit world and I'm so glad that you're enjoying it. Now today, I have my first uh, question for the podcast that's been sent to me and I want to read aloud to you this email that's been sent to me by CC and then I thought we could have a little bit of a discussion. So today's theme is going to be dark energies Um, and I've had a bit of a journey with this so I'm hoping uh, that you will come on this journey with me and we can all learn and experience and grow together. Okay so let me read you the wonderful CC's message. 
When I was 10 or 11, I had an experience that to this day, I still cannot get my head round and I feel no closer in understanding. I don't believe in bad spirits as such, but this was heavy, felt angry and was quite frightening. I went to visit my friend and she had moved her bedroom into another room, one that I had never been in. We were sitting on her bed and her drawers started to open and close. At first I thought my friend had wired her entire house to play a prank on me, but when her perfume bottles flew through the air and her drawers and wardrobes doors swung open then slammed shut, I was petrified and ran out of her house as fast as I could. This sounds like some cheaply made cliche horror film, but it's how I experienced it. I did go back after a few days asking very politely that it leave. It didn't happen again, but I was very aware of something, someone else around her. I just didn't know back then that this is what I could feel. I do have to take in consideration my very religious upbringing, uh, that all things spirit related were evil. Uh, I love my mum dearly, but still have to hide my tarot cards when she comes around and I'm 36. (laughs) And how this would have shaped how I experienced spirit. It's easy to look back and say what a load of rubbish, but it caused a lot of damage and instilled a belief in me that I had something wrong with me or I had the devil in me. After years of this, my intuition was well and truly squashed for a time at least. Okay, so I'm going to answer your question, Cece, but in a really prolonged, elongated way. But hey, that is me after all. (laughs) You weren't expecting a concise answer, were you? I want to start at the beginning. Now, at the beginning, for me, the uh, initial teachers that I had of my mediumship believed in evil and negative spirits. And under their tutelage, I did become a qualified entity release practitioner, which is somebody who is able to go around and, well, at the time I thought, uh, remove ghosts, horrible energies from people's houses, horrible energies that were attached to people and clear them. And under that work, I saw some incredible things. But I no longer believe that that is exactly what I was doing. So what happened to me was, I think spirit popped a thought into my head one day. And that thought, as sometimes happens when you work with spirit, grew and grew and grew. So what happened was, the thought that popped into my head was, if we understand spirit to be an intelligent force you know, a force of God, of a higher power that sees everything, understands everything, knows everything. I think we can all understand that the spirit world is like that. Deeply intelligent, more so much more conscious than us, so much more understanding of everything than us. And when I was doing entity release work, I would invoke angels and spirit to come and be with me to remove that entity to clear that energy and the thought in my head was why does spirit need me if they've got this infinite power and this infinite knowing then the angels know that that person has an attachment so why do they need me to ask them to remove it the angels know that that house has got a trapped spirit in it So why do they need me to ask them to clear it? 
And that's how it sort of started with me. And that question, that thought grew and grew. And it, I spent a good couple of years working through this. And I'm going to try and share that two years worth of knowledge to you now, even though I f- still feel like I'm trying to process it. And one of the things that I do want to say to you is, you know, we're all on a journey I'm on a journey. I haven't finished my journey by any means. And all I can share with you in answer to this is my understanding of it in this moment, which may change, may shift, may grow in the future. So I don't believe that there are evil spirits. I don't believe in demons. I don't believe in anything negative like that at all. I believe no matter your deeds on earth, you move to the spirit world and you are surrounded by light and love. And you have to face up to the decisions that you've made, the, ch- the choices that you've had, but you don't sit in a negative space there. You are surrounded by light and love. Spirit is light and love. But I think humans are very powerful, more powerful than we realise. And I think that we can create energy that is sentient. That's the best way I can describe it. We can create energy that sometimes appears sentient, that sometimes appears horrible, but we don't realise we're doing it. So for example... Um, If you've had a traumatic experience, one of the things that spirit bring me a lot when I am able to do my healing work is people that have experienced deep trauma. Now, deep trauma can be a variety of different things. But for an example, let's talk about somebody who abuses somebody else and systematically pulls them apart over years and years and years. Now that can damage that person's energy, it can damage their themselves. And so even when they break free of that person, they can still feel the shadow, the impact of that person's energy on them. And the thing with humans is the more that you feed it, the more that you think about it, the more that you live under that shadow, the bigger it can become and therefore the harder to remove it from your energy. Now it doesn't mean that that person is in your energy, even if they're in the spirit world. It doesn't mean they're attached to your energy as a spirit, but it's the echoes of that experience and the damage that they've caused. So sometimes when you are doing this kind of work and you remove energy from somebody else's energy, you can describe the person who caused it. You can say what they look like, what happened to them. You can get information from them, but you're not actually talking to them. You're talking to the projection that that person's fear has created. And the other thing I want to say about this is if you think about our brains, when we're working with the spirit world, we interpret things through our own under our own sort of filter in our minds that's the best way I can describe it so you'll see an energy of something and your brain will interpret it and sometimes your brain will create a picture of that energy so I saw 
all sorts of creepy things when I was doing this kind of healing work, partly because A, I expected to, but partly because that was my brain interpreting it. So if you think about something really horrible that's happened to somebody, like a wisp of smoke in their energy, and then Give them 10 years of denying that wisp of smoke, trying to push it away, starving it, being afraid of it. I don't want to go back there. I don't want to remember what they did to me. I don't want to go back into that space. All they are doing to that wisp of smoke is sending it negative energy, fear, a lack of acknowledgement, a lack of integration. And so that wisp of smoke grows, but it grows with all the bad stuff, all the negative thoughts, all the horribleness, all the ignoring. And of course, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. Then you get me coming along, trying to see it, trying to deal with it. Of course, my brain is going to interpret that as something spooky and horrible because it is something spooky and horrible. It's in the shadows, it's in the dark, but it doesn't mean that it's a demon. That's just my brain interpreting it. And unfortunately for me, I watched quite a lot of horror movies. And for me, a lot of these things looked like the things out of Insidious. (laughs) It doesn't mean they were the things from Insidious. It's just my brain was going to the most horrible, darkest thing I could think of. And it was those monsters. So that's how I understand those kinds of attachments, if you like. It is an energy and it is in somebody's energy, but it comes from trauma or sadness. And actually, the way to deal with these things is to welcome them back into the light, to love them. So that's that. Now, houses. Houses are always really interesting and and spaces and places. So the first thing I want to say is, why do we go looking for ghosts at graveyards? If you were um, moving into the spirit world, God forbid, tomorrow, would you want to hang around your falling apart body buried in the ground Or would you want to hang around with your family and the people that you loved and your home? So it never makes sense to me that people go looking for ghosts in graveyards. But I think it's just because it's a bit spooky. We love to be spooked, don't we? We love a bit of creepy. I love a bit of creepy. Stephen King is my favourite author. You know, we all love to be a bit spooked, but you have to make sure that you're segregating it in your mind. You know, you love to be spooked, but that's not the spirit world that's you, that's your human, there is nothing but light and love. Now, say for example, there is a space in a woods, and somebody was found hanging from a tree, and that person had taken their own life, really, really sad, and that had been found by a dog walker. And so in that space, in this physical world, There is the energy of somebody who can't go on, who's really, really sad, really runny, unhappy, taking their own life. There's also the shock and the horror of that dog walker finding that person hanging from the tree. Now, you think about all that energy that's in that space. And so then you get the people that love to go to places where somebody's died. So they're coming along with their fear, their 
you know, feeding that negative energy that's already there. If you think of it like a seed that's been planted, so then they're feeding it. They're going, oh, what can you feel here? Or it's, oh, it's a bit spooky. And they're adding to that energy. And then as time goes by, somebody will walk through that space and go, oh, feels a bit funny here. I don't like it. Oh, you know, two weeks later, somebody else will walk through it. There's an area near where I live where you're supposed to be able to see a grey lady. Now, I've never seen her, but I get the hair standing up on the back of my neck whenever I drive down that road. It doesn't mean that she's there, but collectively, hundreds of people driving through that spot going, ooh, am I going to see the grey lady, has created an energy there of fear and uncertainty. Does that make sense? I hope so. So, I don't believe that spirits get trapped here. I believe that sometimes they choose to stay here. And the way that my guides show it to me is a little bit like um, they're walking around with a doorway next to them. They can go through that doorway at any time they want to. But sometimes, for reasons known only to the spirit world, they like to hang around, you know, somebody who will probably end up listening to this podcast will know that there was a lady in their house who every time she used the washing machine was sending a really negative energy to her and it i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wasn't that that lady was a horrible, spooky, hooby dooby ghost? It was just that she didn't, she'd always washed everything by hand with one of, oh, I can't remember what you call them, you know, the hand washing, vibratory, you know, scrubby dubby things. And she had, she couldn't get her head around somebody not doing that by by hand and putting all that effort into it. Now, she wasn't haunting that person, she was just there. Does that make sense? So sometimes you might be aware of spirits coming in and out and around you and you might feel them and that's okay. I remember um, when I had my cooking business, I was making uh, some cakes and I made the same mix and once it was really solid and the second time it was really liquid. And I had a little thought where I looked at the four pans and went, oh, that's weird. Put them all in the oven. They all cooked fine. They all turned out fine. Didn't think any more of it. And my friend came around. I live in an old house. Uh, It was built in the 1800s. And she went, oh, the lady of the house is here. And I said, oh, okay." And she said, oh, she loves your family. She loves you living in the house. She's really, really happy to have you. She said, oh, she wants to talk to you about your cakes you made the other day. She said one was runnier, wasn't it? And I went, yes. And she said, you beat that one for a bit longer. That's what happened. So 
they are around and they are sentient and they are watching, but they're not creepy. And that doesn't mean that they're around all the time. They just check in and out. Does that make sense? I hope so. You know, they always can go and move to the spirit world, regardless of their deeds on earth or regardless of how they passed. People don't get trapped. Now, poltergeist. See, see, I haven't forgotten your question at all. Interesting. Now, to me, if they're bringing physical phenomena forward, there's somebody who's really, really desperate to make contact. And to me, it's a bit like... Imagine you move into the spirit world and your child is here and you've got a really important message you want to give to that child, but you can't get them to hear you or see you. You have to resort to doing certain things to to help them to, to see you so that they open up to a message. I feel like it's things like that. And the trouble is, again, us humans, we feed things. We can make things happen. We all think Matilda by Roald Dahl is a children's book, but I do believe that subconsciously we can change our physical world because this world is an illusion. It doesn't really exist. Uh, as far as the spirit world are concerned, we are all we are living in a projection, We are living in a projection and that's the best way I can describe it. And that projection comes from us. We might not believe it, but it does. And so within that projection, we can move things, we can change things. So there's two ways that this could have been. It could have been in someone in the spirit world desperately trying to let your friend or you know that they were around you. Or it could be um, uh, an uncertain energy. Maybe somebody died in that room and your friend's in there now and she feels a bit funny in there. She doesn't like it and it builds and builds and builds. So it and that can result in things moving. It's just the built up energy. It's not poltergeists. I hope that makes sense. I hope I'm explaining it right. It's really hard to put it into words. So it's. It doesn't mean that the stuff wasn't moving, but it doesn't mean that it was anything bad that it was, if that makes sense. You know, I have um, a house that I did a clearance on once and uh, the owner of that house has got three daughters and those girls are powerful, really imaginative, um, yeah, really strong. They've got really strong powers, those girls. That's the only way I can describe it. And they had given themselves the heebie-jeebies with things that they had seen in that house. And I had conversations with things in that house that they could see, that they they were there. There was a, a witchy lady and things like that. But it wasn't... It wasn't like they were being haunted, if that makes sense. They were like projections of the collective manifestation of those girls creating something because they got the spookies. Um, And I got the angels in to clear it and that was fine. Um, But it's not sentient, demonic, spooky things. I hope I'm explaining this right. I hope this makes sense. It's just one of those really, really hard things to get your head around, especially because there's so many mediums out there propagating fear. And let's talk about that for a moment, because fear sells. 
And if I wanted to, I could have a very lucrative, successful business saying to you guys, oh, you've got an attachment, I'll remove that for you, but it takes a lot of my energy, so it's going to be £200. Or look at my haunted doll, look at my haunted teddy bear. You know, number one, you're entitled to your own beliefs and you can believe whatever you want to believe and that is absolutely fine. I have no problem with that. You might disagree with everything I'm saying here. But if you believe that a teddy bear is haunted and you believe that you have the ability to contact the spirit world, then surely you should be doing all you can to release the spirit of said teddy bear and not be using it to make money. So there has to be a line within that and I think we all need to sort of start just analysing and thinking about things. I've seen things move, I've seen spooky spirits and stuff like that but I know that's my brain's interpretation of them and if somebody is very fearful or very upset that's how my brain is interpreting that energy. It doesn't mean that it's something horrid and I you know that's my current understanding of it that there's you know energy and we leave footprints we leave footprints wherever we go of energy that can if someone else picks into it if you've got someone who's empathic who's really sensitive if you've had a bad horrible day or a bad horrible experience you've left a bit of that behind they will walk through that and they will feel it but it's up to us to go oh this doesn't feel nice I'm going to invite in the light I'm going to invite in the love I'm going to light a candle I'm going to burn some incense I'm going to play some music and bring that vibration back up to higher. The trouble is we've got a lot of people now who go, ooh, it's spooky, let's do a spooky ghost hunt, let's spook it out. And then of course they're adding to the fear energy there, they're creating more. So to me, spirit are always light and love. You know, they might get a little boisterous sometimes if they're really desperate to get your attention but very much like what happened to UCC if you ask them to stop they'll stop they don't keep going so that's my the way that I understand it you know and I I was with a friend once who was visited by a spirit of a gentleman who lived in her village hundreds of years before and um, he was trying to he'd left part of his land to the village to the people of that village and then somebody had over years some somebody had sold it and it had become privately owned and they were going to be using it for something that he wasn't very happy about and he came to visit her to ask her to protect that land for the people who he'd left it to and it was all in the you know in the deeds of the land and all recorded and she had to fight and Um, you know rally up people to get them involved in it but when she was telling me about it in her house all the lights started turning on and off and that was just him letting her know that he was still with her that he was still supporting her that he was really impassioned about it it was really important that that land didn't end up going to private usage so they do move things they do flicker lights on occasion um but they don't i don't think that they really want to scare you it's just something that they're really desperate to get a message across and then the other flip side is things move and things are spooky and there's a weird energy somewhere but that's just because people collectively over time have fed the negative energy there so it's not actually spirit it's just like a 
energy of fear, disharmony, distrust, negativity that has now over time developed that ability, if that makes sense. And it's not, it's not, you know, thinking, breathing, it's just energy. So that's my take on it um, at this moment, but I mean, I'm trying to condense two years worth of exploration, meditation, talking to different teachers, talking to shamans, talking to vicars, trying to understand this. So, you know, I, I may change my idea in the future, but that's where I'm at right now. And so it's one of those things where, you know, you have to find your own way with it. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying being spooked. There's nothing wrong with enjoying a good shivery neck moment. As long as you don't think it's real, if that makes sense. Because then it will hold you back from being feeling safe connecting to spirit. And, you know, in all the things that I've seen and all the crazy experiences that I've had, uh, the funny thing for me is that the thing that freaks me out is letting the dog out for a wee late at night. And I'm scared of the uh, zombies from The Walking Dead. Um, And I've never seen one of those. But that's always what I think is going to come and get me. Never spirit, always a zombie. (laughs) So, you know, we all have those things that we're afraid of, that we give us the shivers. But, you know, the spirit world is nothing but light and love. Absolutely nothing but light and love. And so it is completely safe. You know, I get lots of messages about how do I protect my energy. Um, You know, protect it from fellow humans. That's who you need to be careful of. But the spirit world, there's nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. And I do think this does in part go back to living under the church and control and if people are afraid afraid that something's going to come and get them then they'll come and sit in church and ask god to protect them and that's you know it all comes back to money money sells talking to people about spooky haunted things on uh the internet people love it it sells but it doesn't mean that it's real you know so it's just about being a little bit I know you know I know somebody that was picked by a, a man online who told them they had six attachments and he'd reduce he'd take off the first three for $150 each and then the following three for $50 each and the thing is if you believe that and you believe that that's what he's doing you will feel better because naturally you will have released the energy that you're holding on to. So when I used to do entity release, and I did it in good faith, you know, I really thought, and I was helping, and that's the funny thing, I was taking that energy off people, I was dissolving it, I was helping them move forward, it was healing, but it doesn't mean that it was demons or demonic energy, it was just negative energy. You know, and so you will feel better if someone does that to you, but you will also feel better if you go for a long walk in the sunshine and ask to release anything that no longer serves you. And you will feel better if you deal with the stuff you're hiding from in your energy. So I hope that makes sense. Let me know if you've got any more questions, guys. You can email podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk. 
Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I know that this might be a trigger for some of you. People get really angry about this. Um, So I probably wouldn't have brought it up on episode three had I not been emailed. So I'm blaming you, Cece. Um, But it's always really interesting. And, you know, I've done loads of different things. I do spirit boards. I do, you know, all sorts of stuff. My friend and I have sat with a K2 meter, I think it's called, trying to connect to the spirit world. And I get the spookies. I get the heebie-jeebies. But I know that that's not spirit. I know that that is me. So they are always coming in light and love and a little bit of why are you doing that if you're freaking yourself out, Hannah? That's not a great energy. And I go, yeah, I know, I know. So there is nothing to be afraid of. And uh, it's just light, it's just love. So it is creepy when things move, but it's also just light, just love, I promise. So I hope that makes sense and uh, I look forward to talking to you all on episode four. Have a lovely day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received and I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.